I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Well, hello everyone out there in podcast land. This is the Beyond the Mouse podcast, the Disney theme podcast for the Front Row Network. And today we are putting in an O for Onward. We are going to be talking all about Onward for you and breaking it down. But before we do, I do want to make a bit of a production note. Uh, we put out an episode that was a feed-only episode um, for talking about news and things like that, a couple of bobs. And it turns out that there was a, a few minutes at the end that were cut out of that original recording. That has since been fixed, uh, so if you did listen to that and wonder why we cut Vanessa off in the middle of a word, that is why, and you can now go back and listen to it in its entirety. There's about nine minutes or so at the end that were cut off, so we'd be um, happy if you'd go back and listen to that. So, All I want to say us. about that is... Just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, I wasn't cut off. I wasn't I like cut off. It. I was just I like messing it. with like you. I'm messing with you. You got me. You got me. You got me. Stop. I'm like, wait. Humor. She brings the laughs. Her name is Vanessa Ferguson, my co-host. How are you? I'm great, but I'm a little um, emotional after watching this film still. So I might cry. I might not be laughing. I might just be crying this episode. Might cry the entire time. And also joining us, the co-host with the most host... It's Brett Rutherford. Well, hello there. I'm Brett, and I'm here to en- to enlighten you on all things upward. Well, at least my portion of it. So I uh, I actually got to talk to somebody that listens to our podcast out in the real world. So they do there exist. Are people? Wow. Yeah. So oh my I gosh. went to a show um, at the Fox Theater, and this yes. person walked up to me and said how much they enjoy the podcast, and they complimented uh, our cruise episode in particular. But then they said, so don't don't be feeling left out for too long here, Brett. Mm-hmm. But they said, well, you know, Brett's my favorite, but I really enjoy oh, all of you. Wow. So, no. Yeah, so I'll have to tell you off mic nice. who that was. But yeah. maybe not. Thank you, Carla. No, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, uh, they didn't even, you know, I, I didn't need to tip them because like, they said Brett's their favorite. Uh, I, didn't, yeah. well, I didn't even have to pay them, so nice. thanks, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, moving right along, we are going to be talking about the, the most recent Pixar release, Onward. And uh, we all got to see it this opening weekend. A lot of other people went to go see it as well. They are saying that the box office might have been tampered a bit by health news going on in the world right now. But it did bring in at least $40 million domestically, which is a very strong opening run for an uh, original property. A lot of people have complained that Disney and Pixar are so focused on sequels. But here we have an original property uh, bringing this to us. So we're going to talk about initial impressions. And we'll go to... Blankety Blank's favorite uh, co-host, Brett, <laughs> first. Yes. Well. Since you are the people's choice, and, and obviously. Are spoilers starting now? Not uh, quite yet. Let's do a non-spoiler well, let's do, well, get your Get your favorite beverage out because I'm going to talk about D23 Expo. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So first of all, D23 Expo 2017 is when the director was introduced to us. And he came out with, then it was Untitled Pixar Film. That's what that's what it was called. Very inspiring. Pixar film. Mm-hmm. And film. Uh, and he explained, um, he showed some artwork, and um, he was saying that it was kind of like, um, it, this is a world of magic, and then magic became boring, and, and unicorns are like raccoons. That was a quote. Unicorns <laughs> are like raccoons, and they showed that picture. But he said, and this is what, oh, it got me throughout the film, and Vanessa knows that, but that he said that this was a very personal 
film for him. The story was about he and his brother. Mm. And then so, oh, I'm going to start. Oh, no. And then, okay. And then so at uh, uh, D23 Expo 2019, we saw the full-on preview and actually saw the full-on preview to, what was the movie beforehand? I had to, I had to run oh. out for a month. Yes. And, and Vanessa, I had to run out for just a moment to refill the popcorn or whatever. And uh, I came back and Vanessa said that, oh, you missed you missed the trailer for Soul. And I said, no, I saw that one at D23 Expo 2. Oh, Clink. Oh. Anyway, so yeah. it does pay to go. Anyway, so that's my first part. This that, And that's what really got to me was knowing that it was the director's personal story. Yeah, you know, so it did bring the room down just a little bit when he was yeah. saying, you know, the story. Yeah. But then they showed us um, unicorns uh, digging through the trash, and we all felt better. You know, I would say uh, my initial non-spoilery impression of this is that it was cool. Uh, it's It almost has like its own target demographic of people that they're trying to bring into the, the Disney Pixar lexicon here with like basically D&D dads. It's really interesting. Like it, it does follow that fantastical magic uh, era that really no other Pixar movie has gone to before mm-hmm. with wizards and things like that. And of course, I mean, Harry Potter is so huge. All these podcasts Ooh. about uh, all these podcasts about wizards and D&D, Crucial Role, uh, Hello from the Magic Tavern. It's like it's like they, they reached into a subset that they hadn't drawn in before. Mm-hmm. It was very cool, uh, very well done. It really hits you in the feels. It really hits you in the heart. And I think the, the biggest takeaway that I came out from this movie is that um, watching those other trailers beforehand, every one of the kids' movies had to have some kind of like really low-bar humor into them. That was like their entry point for kids. Mm-hmm. And it, I think it just helps you appreciate that really Pixar doesn't treat kids like they're kids. And Disney for the most part as well because their animation has really stepped up their game. But um, they don't want to talk down to kids. Mm-hmm. They understand that kids have these experiences as well and we'll get into that when we get into spoilers and that it affects them in a different way and that they are living through these experiences and they don't need to be talked down to. They don't need to just have some, like, fart joke to get them through. Oh, um, I know. You know I those hate kind that of things. so much. In previews, it's Low like, you know, hanging fruit on the humor tree. Mm-hmm. It's, I, just, it's like, it, it, and you know, like, there was a fine, they're fine trailers before this movie. I'm sure, like, the Trolls movie, the first one surprised me. Maybe the second one will continue that. The first one I thought was very charming. But like it just there there is there are no better studios out there for kids in particular than Disney and Pixar and this cemented that for me while also allowing me to really enjoy it as a dad and as uh, someone that kind of likes that fantasy aspect that hadn't been in Disney before so wow. that's my that's, that's my take so cool. Vanessa. I think this movie, well, first of all, I went in with low expectations, not knowing much about it, just thinking this will probably be a nice film, because um, I've noticed a lot of promotion for Mulan, mm-hmm. and I haven't really seen much promotion for Onward, and sometimes when that happens, um, that's because the studios think that, you know, we're going to put our money where th- it's going to be the best film. So I was thinking, this might just be a nice, charming little film. And then um, watching it, I think I've never gotten quite so emotional at watching a Pixar film before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen Coco and the Good Dinosaur, which was their last two, and uh, which made me very upset. But the this one had me in tears, just 
throughout the well last half of it. So um, I thought it was very well done, very good storytelling um, with the surprise ending that I I don't know. I'm curious to see if you guys saw it coming because I didn't see it coming at all. And um, I really, really enjoyed it. Would definitely recommend. It's not one I think I'm going to be emotionally ready to watch over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and it's, it's kind of funny, but it's not. It's it's really centered around good storytelling without trying to be overly funny or or anything else. So, um, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah, you know, uh, you make an interesting point about the marketing and all of that because I think that we can all assume that when it comes to that best animated feature Oscar push, likely they're going to put some more money behind Soul because of the cast that they have, because of the um, the trailers just look really great. So it's interesting. This is probably one of the first times that Pixar's released two movies in the same year. I think it has happened one other time before, but I'm failing to remember what movies those were. But you're you're also going to have a lot of um, the, the Disney movies as well up against this. So it's just interesting. And uh, I agree that, you know, the... The marketing didn't seem as robust for this film, but man, it was just so enjoyable. So with that being said, we are now going to go into spoiler territory. So if you have not seen this movie, pause this and come back. Hey, maybe we'll just cut off right... Oh, see, Ah, I did it too. I did it too. Oh, now now Brett has to do it. (laughs) Now Brett has to do it too. But we are going to start spoilers uh, for this movie uh, in three, two, one... Onward, oh for onward. Nobody dies. Well, I, yeah, I guess nobody dies. You're right, ish. At I the mean, beginning of the story, nobody has nobody dies well, in the, the story. The dad comes back for 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 a bit. He was and dead to begin with. That's it's true. Like You're right. A Christmas Carol. He was dead to begin with. Marley was dead to begin with. Yes, you're right. His name, actually. Uh, you're what right. What is his name? You know what's funny is I had dad. a hard time remembering <laughs> all of these names. Is it just dad? No, I I don't know. He's not even on the no, top he because well, he's, he doesn't have a voice. You're well, right. No, I think you're he's right. the narration no. in the beginning. I, I think that that's perceived that he's the narration in the beginning because it's the same but, spell thing that they. You're right. I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and as far as stealing Vanessa's joke, I know better, so I will not be doing <laughs> no, I'm that. It's, it's fine. I'm like, just kidding, guys. I'm like going, but no, I, uh, I, I really, truly enjoyed how this movie brought back the idea of brothers um, because I, I think it's really important that films like Frozen and Moana have given voices to young women um, but that's obviously been the focus the last five years or so and so I do like the idea that you have a boys movie and that brothers mm-hmm. are just as important as sisters as far as the uh, emotional building and I also think it's really cool because again you, you have Disney and Pixar like delving into issues that kids are dealing with right now. Like when uh, when Barley explains the last time he saw his dad and how, how he didn't look the same because he had all these tubes connected to him. Mm. We're obviously assuming like this is a magical, fantastical world. So maybe the word cancer doesn't exist there. But uh, immediately it conjured up an image of this was a man who died in his prime 
probably from something like cancer. And uh, because it seemed like it was prolonged, just the mm-hmm. way it was being described, it wasn't some kind of car accident or anything like that. I mean, it really allows you to connect. Are you but, still with us? But no, but it is a positive review. Go well, ahead. no, but the, but what I'm saying is it's mm-hmm. so positive because they could have easily, so many times we make jokes about the parents being dead mm-hmm. in Disney movies. This is the first time they really explained it. Like uh, Frozen, you see them die in the ocean. But or you you perceive that they died in the ocean. But how many parents but, went off on a cruise and died? Right, you know I mean? like by sinking. It's Unless, you know, so much more relatable. Titanic, so much more relatable to say, mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. this this parent died of what I'm presuming to be cancer. And, and it, mm-hmm. I think that that makes it um, more interesting and and just so much more relatable to kids mm-hmm. that might be having similar situations. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that that was my thought on on that, and that was to me that was one of the major takeaways of this. But but Brett, let's start with you and talk about some of the cast. Talk about some of your favorite moments. This is going to be a, a slightly a more hodgepodge uh, conversation because I think that this move this movie truly deserves that kind of like just stream of consciousness. Just talk about what you enjoyed about this film. So Brett, let me go back for just a moment. Um, so we have so. Thinking about this, uh, so we have the sisters in the Disney uh, stories. So we have, you know, Anna and Elsa, and now we have brothers. And I'm thinking, I guess, I guess there was an only child. Being an only child, I think it's time to represent the OC. And I don't mean Orange County; I mean only children. Now, well, they I had guess an only child and in, Inside Out. Inside Out, I know, but I'm like going. I don't like to talk about that film. Nemo. Um, okay, I know, but they don't make an issue of. The only child experience. It just mm, they just happen to be an only child. So if you're going to talk about the sisterly experience, which they do, or mm-hmm. the brotherly experience, they need to talk about the only child experience. I'm putting it out there. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what was my question? I'm sorry. Just I need to represent can, yeah. the OC because the only children of the world because we exist as well. Okay. <laughs> my wife is clapping in her car right now as she, she listens to that. Yes. I didn't know she's an OC. Yeah, she's an OC. Well, as I told an OC this weekend, never underestimate an OC. Thank you. <laughs> so anyway, yes, yeah. so what was your question? I'm sorry. What did so, you think of I the movie? Off my what did so you think close. about the, the movie that you can start with the voice acting, you can talk about the setting? I like the, the music. I, you like the, the music? I like the music. I thought, I thought this is a soundtrack I would love to listen to. The casting, um, very cool, I think. You know, again, I kind of I can go back to them being introduced at this time. It was D23 2019 when they introduced the cast and and watching um, Julia Louis Dreyfus on the stage with all these dudes, you know, and then it was just kind of it was interesting to see their interaction. I mean, maybe they didn't have any actual uh, time together in the studio. But uh, but it was kind of it, that was kind of interesting. But so so actually now when I see these films, it sort of takes me back to the first time I see them, which in this in this two instances have been D twenty three twenty seventeen and twenty nineteen. Okay, I've said that a couple of times. But anyway, uh, so I, and, and and this is what made me this. Oh gosh, we're gonna get to the teary spoilers and all this. I'm like going, do we need do we need to have you know sponsorship by Kleenex or something? Anyway. As I said, we were introduced in 2017 that this was um, the director's story. So, okay, I just got to get to, well, the list. The list is where I lost it. Mm -hmm. 
Because I'm like going, so, you know, when they're going through the list, this is the full spoiler time. So when they're going, so, um, so let's see. So Ian has his list and the time, as time goes on and their quest is becoming more convoluted and, and missing time, valuable time with his dad. So he made this list of his to-do list of things he wanted to do and he's crossing them off. And, and then at the end, when he is having this realization that, that his brother in a way took the place of his dad as that I understand, you know, like that happens in, in family relationships, you know, say that they lose mm-hmm. a father at a young age, that sometimes the older brother, even if it's a couple of years kind of steps in and either knowingly or unknowingly um, kind of takes over the kind of the, the quasi dad position of teaching him how to do things that, that normal, in a normal father son situations, they learn how to, you know, ride a bike and, play catch and all those sort of things. Mm-hmm. That's where I lost it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it went from the tear test, which for me, the tear test is, oh, and usually it's one tear or a couple, but it's one eye and this one. Well, I mean, it was both eyes and I was like, I was trying not to sob mm-hmm. in a good way. Same. This is, and I'm like, going, stop doing this to me. Pixar, stop it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, um, but it, but I would see it again just the, for the cathartic mm-hmm. experience. Mm-hmm. You know, I would go and cry again. Of course, this happened, okay, for Central Illinois people this and theater people, this happened after Muni auditions, which I survived. So I might have been a little bit on the emotional cusp as it was anyway. So, but yeah. But you know, it was very akin to um, that that third scene in Up, or that third act in Up, when uh, Carl is there the whole time and just thinking that he didn't allow for his wife to live her adventurous life. And then all of a sudden, he opens that adventure book, and mm-hmm. she's put in like a scrapbook of all those photos together. Mm-hmm. So she did live her life that she wanted yeah. to with him, and it's very no like promises, you know uh, that's a, a bit of a, a bit of a callback to that. But also, it, it kind of came out of nowhere because um, it wasn't really played up throughout the movie to that point. So to your question, Vanessa, I didn't really see that coming as that's going to be the direction of this mm-hmm. movie, um, especially when, you know, the, the scene where he lies and says that his brother's not <laughs> a screw up, and then mm-hmm. because of the, the spell, he, he grows a leg, you know, his leg right. comes back, and, and all of that, you know, it, it's just a really interesting direction to take this film, so. Yeah, well, what got me was the twist. Because uh, throughout the whole film, I'm watching it through Ian's eyes, and I'm getting very panicky. It's like when I watch Ben Stiller movies. I'm just very panicky that he's not going to get to see his dad, and it's becoming more and more imminent, and I'm getting very nervous and upset. And then when he gives that opportunity, is essentially the biggest gift he could ever give his brother to see mm. his dad again so that he can say goodbye. And yes, I will start crying. Um, I am too. I'm like going... I can't talk about it because yeah. it's like... Um, that is such a good twist that I didn't mm-hmm. see coming. And just the most kind thing you could ever do for someone who has lost someone mm-hmm. to let them go back and see them. And I just, you know, it's just such a great story. It makes you, it, it, I, I read this in the, um, an uh, article that the interview, uh, the director did, um, as an interview, and he said that after watching this movie, people have told him that they call their brother or their sister or someone in their family who has really been there for them. And it's I could see that because I I went in having these um, thoughts of like, oh, this is really this is a really good story. As someone who's lost, I've lost my dad, and I'm like, mm-hmm. this is going to be a great story. It's going to really 
give me those heart feels. But then the love you have for a sibling and the, what act of kindness you would do for your sibling. I just think back to, I have two older brothers mm-hmm. and one of them in particular, uh, you know, always kind of took care of me as I was little. I mean, I had my dad, but uh, he always kind of took care of me. So it's just, it made me go, oh, right, my brother. <laughs> so it's like, I, I'm, I'm just having all the feels from this movie. And uh, uh, gosh, I love that twist so much. I was not expecting him to give up the chance to see his dad and give it to his brother, which, interestingly enough, it's surprising to me that I didn't see it because when you really think about it, um, Barley, the older brother, he's the one who's grown up without a dad, and he's struggling the most. Right. I mean, in what we would say in society, he's struggling. Mm-hmm. He's getting parking tickets. He's kind of a mess. He's, you know, people, the cops don't like him very much, you know, and it's like he didn't have someone to look out for him, and that's why Ian's doing so well as a younger brother because he had someone to look out for him. Well, and that's such a neat subplot, too, because you can always read, I mean, you could dig deeper and deeper and deeper into Pixar, and sometimes it's just coincidence, but I think most of the time it's really focused and it's intentional when it comes to Pixar in particular because they're such good story crafters, but, like, he was playing this this quest game, right? Uh, and that's all that he had focus on. He built his van around that. But then when he actually was able to bring that into real life, then that kind of that metaphorical putting that car into the onward position, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. him uh, allowing himself to start moving forward in life and to start really going uh, and doing things that maybe he otherwise wouldn't have done because he was he was kind of living in his own fantasy world and, and kind of maybe that's a response to the the loss of his dad and just mm-hmm. like I said you could go so many different directions and I always like with Pixar movies in particular maybe I go over the top with like just digging deeper and deeper into the meanings of things really? but uh, but you know I just I, I I always find it fascinating the levels of storytelling mm-hmm. that they're I, able to achieve I do too so and well I think that. they like to Took them, I read online something like three years to craft this story. So it's mm-hmm. just awesome that. Mm-hmm. And, oh, and that's really interesting. So uh, since we're doing drinking games, uh, we will. <laughs> uh, I'll mention my conversation with Brenda Chapman about Brave and, and talking about the um, what it takes to actually bring a, a animated feature to fruition. And this is why I do agree. Um, I listened to a, a podcast where uh, Brad Bird was talking about he wishes that there were more acknowledgement in Hollywood of direction of an animated feature. Um, if, if he were to get a, this is the Oscar I was going to add, it would be this because really um, your feature length presentation on a movie, generally somewhere in the area of a year and a half to two years when it's live action, you have to at least double that when it's animated. Um, you talked about the fact that they announced it as an untitled Pixar movie back in 2017. So the idea, if they were confident enough to announce it at that point, the idea had been floating around even before that, sure whether it be in, in Dan Scanlon's head or whatever. Um, so we're talking at least at least a, a four-year, five-year process uh, for that. And so it is pretty pretty incredible that we get to see this amount of storytelling. So well done. <sighs> yeah. 
But let's talk about some of the other folks. Uh, I want to mention the, the – I want to see every buddy cop movie ever remade as Tom Holland and Chris Pratt because these two, to me, have such a great chemistry. I want to see Guardians of the Galaxy meet Spider-Man. I want to see it all. Uh, bring it to me. Do the 22 Jump Street movies. Take out Jonah Hill and uh, – gosh, I'm blanking. What's his face? What's, what's his face? From the cute Tampa. one. Uh, but uh, take those guys that. out, bring in, <laughs> bring in Tom Holland and Chris Pratt. I really enjoy both of these actors. Uh, it's interesting. Did they modulate Tom Holland's voice to make him seem younger? Because for me, whatever, I wasn't able to like – I was listening to this movie, and because of the storytelling, I wasn't so confused, or I wasn't so concerned about the, who the voice actors were, but I was right. like, that doesn't really sound like Tom Holland for whatever well, you reason. You know what? I heard I Chris heard Pratt that, right away. Well, I heard that Tom Holland is an actor. <laughs> and Imagine that. <laughs> you know, and he does this American accent really well, because he's wow. not even, you know, he's not even American. He's, he's one so, of those English that's, people. So. That's a Pixar-level story you right know. there. So, yeah, so he's an actor, and no. So he acts well. There's your answer. The okay. the Pixar level story is someday the story needs to be retold and acted out of him drunk in a pub in England calling Bob Iger and telling him yeah. that, that Spider Man needs to come back to Marvel because oh, yeah. apparently that's what happened. Well, yeah. that was the okay. impetus yeah. for that. I have one I more D twenty three story from sure. this year. Okay, so um, the D twenty three Expo was in August mm-hmm. this year, and it just was in the just, middle of that, it was yes, it was in the whole. Um, Spider-Man leaving Marvel. It happened like the week of of D twenty, the week of D twenty three, and it was very interesting because everyone was applauding him. And he, well, he said, you know, this has been a tough week, and everyone applauded him, and he felt he felt the love, and it was genuine. And actually, at that moment, you know, we in the as movie fans and Disney fans and Marvel fans and all of that, we kind of. Just and when we hear of Hollywood stuff, it's like going, oh, yeah, well, it's a political thing, or the studio wants more money, or this or that. We don't think of it on a human level. And just his countenance and just the way he was acting towards you know, the fans, you could tell that he was deeply affected by the decision that was made. And that now he was at D twenty three and he was with, you know, a yeah. Marvel dude and all of this that you know it made me think, Oh my gosh, these people you know, these actors are, are just you know, people well, like us. You they, know, they filmed Infinity War and Endgame back to back, so he was literally like hanging out with these guys. And and mm-hmm. that you you listen to um, podcasts where people have left long running TV shows as well, and it, they develop a bit of a family, even more so than oh, movie sure, actors. Yeah. And so um, it is really interesting, though. I mean, that that story has been confirmed by both the head of the Sony yeah. Studios and by Bob Iger mm-hmm. that it really was Tom Holland calling Bob Iger, you know, from England and just saying like we need to make this happen. Like tearfully saying, we need to make this happen, not for me, but for the fans. And so I, lo- I always have an affinity for Tom Holland and yes. I love Chris Pratt too. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. um, he, he takes some things, uh, online, uh, and he's had, you know, some, of course, things going on in his personal life where uh, they just went through that big divorce, him and Anna Ferris and things like that. But, well, that was but, a while back now because he's remarried to, you know, mm-hmm. he's a Schwarzenegger now. Yeah, oh, yeah, you're he's right. Kennedy now. You're right. You're right. He is. So, <laughs> anyway, well, I just, I've always, I've always loved them. 
The one person I'm surprised, even looking at this IMDb casting list, I had no idea that the mom was Julia Louise Dreyfus, and and that's kind of interesting too because she just had her own battle of cancer. So mm-hmm. the fact that she's going through this film um, as well. I also love how they animated her, and that she's like a little bit thicker, and she's doing the aerobics. I'm like, girl, stop! She's a mighty, to my a heart. mighty animal. Is that a mighty warrior? Mighty she's warrior. Like, I'm a yeah. mighty warrior. Like me too, girl. <laughs> Yeah, she's doing uh, she's doing her yoga in the morning. Yeah, and then... feel the burn, eating those shakes. So she, she, as soon as she put that blender on, I was like, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Octavia Spencer as the the Manticore. Like <laughs> it's so cool to see like that Chuck E. Cheese like yes. commercialism. Yeah, and then yes. yeah, yes. and then she then she came back at it and kind of had her own like little story. Like the Manticore could be a cool like Disney Plus series. There's so many ways and directions they can go now with Yay. Disney Plus. Content, yeah. content, content. Give me um, all. I think the sprites, wasn't it? The sprites? Yep. Yeah. The sprites, you know, the, the biker sprites. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, the little fairies? Yeah, the sprites, the biker sprites, you know, okay. that they had, that they had no longer used their wings and, mm. you know, push come to shove and they their wings. They and, broke off the end of the bottle. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, that bottle's huge. That's Do you so think, um, <laughs> again, we're kind of going all over the place today and I apologize for that. Uh, Join but, us, if you will. But the... Do you think the trailer gave away too much of the movie? It's one of those where usually I'm. Uh, there are some movies that do a really good job of not spoiling too much, but I will say, like looking back, because what happened was I was taking my son to this movie and I wanted to show him something of the film before we went to go see it. So we watched the trailer immediately before leaving, like maybe within the hour of going to see the movie. And there was a whole lot of that movie in the trailer. And I wonder mm. if maybe does that speak to the confidence level of making sure that they would sell this movie um, mm. to a, I just, what are your thoughts on that? Did you have any no. take on that? Well, I thought story wise, I thought that we would see his father, you know, for um, a good deal of time, a good deal of the time, mm. you know, and which made the story that much better. Honestly, to not you see, know? yeah, yeah, because There's, if they would have met him, then if it yeah. fell flat at all, that then the movie you know, would have, yeah, this yeah. was a quest. It's better not to. It was. It, yeah. it would have made it way more about the dad than it would have yeah. the, the brother. Yeah. About the relationship, mm-hmm. yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I want to see scenes? it again. I need to cry. I need a good Favorite cry. Favorite scenes is when we meet Officer Bronco, a.k.a. <laughs> Bronco. mom's boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Well, and are you working hard or are you hardly working? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, so he had an arc too. Bringing the dad jokes. You know. Yeah, so, and, oh my gosh, for anyone that has had to merge across several lanes of traffic, <laughs> where they're like, you have to merge three more lanes, I'm like, oh my gosh, the suspense has had yes. me, like, so nervous. Yes. So that good. would be hard, especially without a turn signal. Good grief. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, just the and little... sprites there. Too. Yeah. The sprites, yeah. Just the little, uh, little characters, like... And going through the quests and things like that and starting it in a tavern, like so many of those elements that are pulling into fantasy and really being true to that. I'm I'm assuming Dan Scanlon's played an awful lot of Dungeons and Dragons in his time. Their staff had like a, a, they had they didn't have a their I staff. Because of the staff? His magical staff. Magical okay. staff. Yes, that was an intended pun. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> but they would they would ask what I, one of the staff members but um because he was that person i think it was a he was the, very the into the yes the dnd mm. world mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. they would just ask what about this so 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I just think there's a lot of things you can turn back to and uh, be able to look at, like even the the building up of like what the Phoenix Stone is going to be. And then I thought it was really cool the way that they, they did the dragon, yes. like the dragon off of the high school. And yes. that was so neat because it's it's um, it allows for it to be this obvious creature that is going to fight back, but it also takes away a little bit of the scariness right, from sure a uh, yes, smaller for, for, child. For, yeah, for, for, for small anybody. children. For small right. children. I'm like going, well, he's so funny. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. It was for every. It was for the whole audience. Small I think. children, large adults. Yes, all of all, all of, of the everyone, above. audience members. And something else I read was uh, they asked the director if this uh, movie ever got made into a ride, what would you like it to be? And I think he's <laughs> so smart to say this: a slow water ride where we all ride on a Cheeto. <laughs> I was like, that's genius. That, like going, that is so great. Isn't there? That is yes. so great. Well, Absolutely. Didn't say what kind of specific, it was like a cheese puff. A of cheese puff. Sort. It was a puff. It wasn't a. It wasn't, it wasn't a crispy a, one. Yeah. It yeah. was a puff. Yeah. Yeah. Was yeah that was so good. good. That'd be so so fun. so cool. So neat. So um, well, they're they're so well thought out. So uh, we are all uh, corporate shills for Disney, but every now and then we do have to at least say if there's anything that uh, didn't work for us. So um, a little tougher in this film to do that. I I can't think of anything offhand that really just really fell flat for me. Um, you know, I, I think that the characters that they brought in made a whole lot of sense. I think that they handled kind of introducing you to this fantastical world. They did the intro like three times, uh, kind of like, and that's another subtext that we haven't gotten to, talking about how it has connections a little bit to Up. It also definitely has connections to things like Wally, where it's talking about uh, the fact that this this magical world has now been technologized and you know that uh, the magic has been taken out of the world right because of technology so uh, just some interesting subplots to to dive into uh, but I thoroughly enjoyed this movie and it's I'm having a very difficult time coming up with something that I didn't like the only thing I would add is oh no I have it I have my answer have but it? I'll let you guys go Are first you sure I have a, I have a very solid answer but I'll let you guys go first well, oh that, I'd rather I'd rather make, have you go first so I can defend I was just <laughs> gonna say now everyone's gonna be a suspense to hear what you have to say I'm <laughs> I'm gonna rush through my my yes. thing go ahead you can top <laughs> us all and we will yeah it's all good the the part that I did not like I immediately asked both of you about it I did not like the Simpsons short before the movie oh. I thought it was oh. horrific. Yeah. Uh, because there's a couple of things like I have a I have a four year old here. I don't even want him to know about the Simpsons. I don't want him to know that they exist. I hate that it brought in this like corporate aspect of like, well, we just bought the Simpsons, so we're going to bring them into Disney. I, everything about it, I thought it it's was okay a lame. When Marvel does it. But I, I thought it was a. We'll put it in front of a Marvel movie. Saying, I don't care. I'm but joking. but like everything about. Everything about that short, I thought it was a horrible short to begin with. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, we've gotten so much better shorts and b- before Pixar movies. Like, I'm putting this up against, like, Lava, you know what I mean? Because that's the quality that they have brought uh, before. So I, I could not stand, and I thought it was very, uh, very 
horribly out of place to put a Simpson short before this movie, um, and and that's my you thoughts have on it. Strong feelings yes, here strong today. Feelings. Very strong when feelings. You sent us a message about you said you only kind of hated it. And I know. I, now I, I really hate it. Yes. Now I really hate it. Yes, it is. Uh, it, yeah. it it was a little jarring. I was like, what is happening? And and they did have some very adult jokes in like the the book titles that mm. the moms are reading in the park and. Uh, I was a little like, oh, wow. Not adult content. They were just adult. Well, like, you're doing everything wrong. Um, um, what was the other one? How dare you not breastfeed your child, which I guess it's fine to, for children to know about breastfeeding. That's fine. But it's just okay. another level of. Two thumbs down and a. Humor. No, no, no I didn't. I grew going, up watching The a, Simpsons, so I didn't right. hate it, but it did seem a little out of place. My favorite part about the whole thing was the. The, the, I think it says Gracie Films, and they do the shush at the end, yeah, and, and then you can see Mickey's, Mickey's uh, yeah. like a hidden Mickey. So. Okay, okay, I, I will go. I will jump on board with you just a little bit. In that, um, I'm like going in the. So we're seeing this. Uh, well, the day before um, International Women's Day, and mm-hmm. and Maggie is. She is a female. She's a female, but she's kind of swooning. Kind of, she's falling into very stereotypical, old-fashioned, you know, gender roles. Gender roles, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, no, I can see that. Which actually, I think she's throwing. Then there's little, there's little twists and turns there that you know they actually just are are switching binkies instead Mm -hmm. of lip locks at whatever three or four, whatever age she is always at. Mm -hmm. But I did, I was disappointed with that. If she's still at like a binky. Okay. Well, I don't know. I'm like going, I don't have kids, so I don't know. I would say Maggie's probably like 18 months. Oh, really? Maybe younger than that because she can kind of walk. Okay. Well, yeah. So anyway. I'll find out. So anyway, I'm like going. So, so that was disappointing to me. I did enjoy that there, that there was no dialogue. There wasn't a don't to be found. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and also I considered but There it was like, why, 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 why. It just says she's one. Okay. She's one. She's but you know one. what I'm talking about, right? The little thing said why. Oh, well, why? that was fun. The letter why. That was fun. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but I, I so I will that. say, you know, I mean, yeah, it, it was, it was a, a Simpson, yes, we're part of the we're part of Disney, and it was an Oscar grab. That's all it is. Do you think it's really an Oscar? Sure, it is. Shorts, it shorts are always shorts are one? always. I mean, an compared Oscar to grab. something like whether it will Bell, be nominated Bell. or yeah. not, whether or not they intend that it, but, but it's an Oscar grab. I think you they'll know? come out with something better before then. Yeah, I you shorts. Know, Disney won't have another short. You don't Ooh, think? No. Maybe before Soul. Yeah. I mean, they're well, putting out so many. Maybe that's what they're. Yeah. Maybe that's what yeah. Pixar is holding out. For. They're putting out all these. They're putting out all these new shorts that, at least that I've never seen before. That doesn't mean that they weren't released prior to this. But all the shorts on uh, Disney Plus are really beautiful. Mm. Now, for um, for awards consideration, they would have to play in a theater. Uh, at least for what seven days or whatever the case may be. Although shorts might be, a, I'd have to research. Shorts mm-hmm. might be slightly different than that because well, hey, it's maybe difficult Netflix to do is, that. Maybe they just have to play at a they, festival or something. Yeah, um, Netflix, but Netflix he, is leading the way to yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, but no, I yeah. I just this this is probably going to be a controversial statement. The 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 Simpsons have been on for thirty years. I probably haven't watched them for like I don't know like seventeen of those years. Basically, my whole life the Simpsons have been around, and I like. 
in my estimation, they were really good for like five years, and then they fell off. So I just stopped Ooh. watching them. So I'm seeing steam. I do see. Uh, I did see on Twitter that Kevin Smith's finally going to be on an episode. So I'll watch that episode. There uh, you go. I'll watch there one episode go. here in the near. I don't know, next two years or three years or whenever that episode's going to air. So okay. What are we? What movie were we talking about? Though? So anyway, that's that's my. Now I've given <laughs> that, you that ample time classic. in my rant to be able to come up with an idea for what didn't work for you in this movie, exactly. if anything. Well, the, the only thing I would say is that there, while there was a sprinkling of humor in the movie, it wasn't consistent throughout for me. So it's not a film that I want to go immediately back and watch, like I watched Frozen a bunch of times. Um, and actually, Coco wasn't even a movie I found that funny. I just thought it was so beautiful I wanted to watch so it. so gorgeous. This movie made me feel really... Feelings. Yeah. <laughs> a lot feelings. of feelings. We've talked a lot about the marketing <laughs> so, in this movie. But yeah. One of the taglines of the marketing was the funniest Pixar movie ever made. That and, can't be. And no, I, like, it's not. that's it. Like, I was thinking about that after the movie. And again, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I loved it. I can't even find a, a thing to talk bad about it. Is Moana but maybe Pixar? The, uh, Moana's uh, Disney Studios. Doggone. But, what are the Pixar movies? i got to pick out my funniest now. Yeah, well... Well, Toy Stories were way funnier to me than this, or... No, no, this is not the funniest. No, this is the most, like, sad. I mean, it's not sad, but it's, like, emotionally drenching. Drenching? Wrenching? There's a draining? lot of things happening. Draining? Are you draining? It. Are you draining? I'm doing a are lot you? of things with my feelings with this. <laughs> There's lots of things going on with my feelings. I can't even articulate feelings. what Do it I is. Do I dare even go there? Do I dare Cars even go funnier. there? Do I dare go there? You dare. know, I mean, I, <laughs> I'm getting the look Believe from, because he knows dumb. where this is going. You he can knows do where it. this is going. He's going to trash like, go Inside there. Out. Inside Out was supposed to be so brilliant and so well done. So I'm like going, brilliant and I'm so like going, well done. No, I'm like going, you know, so we even, so we have this little conversation. Where was it? Oh, I'm recording on my phone, so I can't say it. But anyway, you know, is it, Craig, if I may quote you, I'm like, if I may quote you, if I remember correctly, it was like, well, it's no inside out, to which I said, you're right. <laughs> yes, I went there because I enjoyed this film immensely. Bread is it was layered. Nemo. And so, oh. That's funny. That's Nemo, a very Nemo's funny. a very funny movie. Yeah. You mean so the, anyway, the little fish movie, as Michael Eisner would call it? I, yeah. I, Brett, you are, I want to, I want our listeners to understand Brett is 12.5% or 12.5 times more sassy on our message thread than he <laughs> ever is in real life. You have no idea. What oh my God. <laughs> Carly, you'll still love me. You will. You will. So, anyway. Um, so, I'm let's. Sassy. That is so funny. Let's move on to uh, talk about some wrapping up of this film. Uh, I think this would be a really appropriate time. Uh, we're in the middle of kind of all of our March madness happening on the podcast. Uh, Lou Hare is going to be bringing uh, guilty, or he's. he's a host of our guilty pleasures, but he's going to be bringing the greatest movie stars of all time. That's going to be the bracket challenge this month, and he's already started that on our Facebook page. Yes. But uh, the idea that we came up with is that we are going to ask all of the front row hosts, because there's a wide variety oh, of them wow. at this point. Is that what we're doing? We are cool. going to ask them all to rank their favorite Pixar films, and then we will go through that ranking together, and we'll Ooh. go uh, 1 through 21. I don't know if we should include Onward, but I will say that 
but yes. The three of us have seen it. Uh, Jay Hoffman has seen it. Scott has seen it. So I think that maybe there might be enough people out there by the time this list has comes out that uh, that would Doesn't have seen it Aaron to go have watch. a couple boys? Yeah. I, she needs to see it. Aaron should see it. Yeah. So um, maybe so maybe we should include should it. see this. I we know. should insane. So anyway, so be looking for that probably more towards the, the end of the month, but we'll be doing our definitive front row list ranking. Nice. And this is what's going to be terrible about this, oh. is I am going to rank a film number one. Uh-oh. Brett is probably going to rank it 21. I did just already. to Just oh to God. ruin me. Not to ruin you. He's going to be the outlier. Those are my real feelings. Those are my real feelings. Okay. Okay. Uh, and what's funny is you talk about feelings. And that's Inside the perfect movie. I'm like going, I'm like going, oh, their childhood innocence is gone. And I'm like going, oh, yeah, okay, fine. Um, I'm like going, no, 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 had nowhere. Well, they scarred me. Pixar scarred me. I was so afraid to see Inside Out because of Toy Story 3. Mm-hmm. When they're all about to be incinerated or spun around or die, die. They're going to die. And they all look at each other. And that look is the look that you would give him. That was your situation. And I'm like going, that was the other time that I like practically lost it in the theater. Wow. And I'm like going, so they know, Pixar knows how to do this, so I'm not going to go see Inside Out. out. And then I saw it, I'm like going, really? Yeah. Sorry, so I know I'm trashed way fine. too much when it's. I should. I I'm not being with. respectful to our <laughs> original host because he loves that film so much. All right. So guys, I'm so sorry for you know. I need you to stop track. arguing. Yes. I need you to get on board with what I'm gonna say. Okay. I got an idea for a sequel of this film. <laughs> it's, it's a country version. It's called Yonder, and it, <laughs> it's set in the woods, and they have real raccoons. And, <laughs> And it's just called Yonder. Yonder. And I, I feel strongly that a lot of people I know would relate to this film. But you were my, talking about being sort of like, well, anyway, not your relative story. But, <laughs> but the whole idea of your brother is your father thing. <laughs> I was keeping it a G, PG version. And you just took it to 13. Oh, sorry. Sorry, that's okay. I, uh, It'll make more money that way. I am on board with this as long as the raccoon park that was in a Goofy movie is incorporated somehow into your film. Of course. Because we've got to have some kind of uh, connective tissue there. And then instead of possums, we'll just call them ugly cats. That's <laughs> what we call them in my family. So see, that would be your family is, story. We go outside so, and see a possum on the deck. That is one ugly cat. <laughs> Any other final thoughts on Onward, not on Yonder? Onward? Okay. <laughs> What's that what we were talking about? Are we back to that? Yeah, we're back I to that. I loved it. I loved it all, and I can't wait to see it again, but I'm going to buy my... Uh, come with my Kleenex next time around yeah. because mm-hmm. again, look, I'm crying and yeah. just thinking about it. it. It's either good. that or your humor, you know, so mm-hmm. anyway, making me cry in a good <sighs> yeah. way. Final just go thoughts, see it. it's just really good. Go just see it again because you already saw it, unless you didn't listen to us and now we've spoiled the whole movie. Whole movie but then you. go see it because then you'll experience it and you'll love it. Yeah, <sighs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Vanessa. I'm very excited that Be Our Chef 
is almost out to Disney Plus, so is you it? can start to watch uh, Disney Plus now. Uh, Brett and I have been checking it out for about six so months. So many things I've wanted so to watch great. on Disney Plus, and I still like, have yet to see. You did that to yourself, woman. You did that to yourself. I googled a list of what was coming, and I didn't think I'd have to wait so long. Like, I, I would not have, it would be quickly. I, I want you to know, I would never have drugged this on this long if it wasn't for all the Disneyland talk last year. Just so you know, that's Ooh. that's where I'm at. Oh anyway, my gosh. I guess. Well, anyway, <laughs> we heard him. you heard him so bad over Nessa. You heard yeah, well, him whatever. so bad. You haven't been on a cruise either. So. Oh! <laughs> and, and I wouldn't suggest it right at the moment. Okay. But uh, thank you all so much for listening to us today. Again, I already plugged our Facebook page, but you can find the Beyond the Mouse Facebook page. You can also find uh, the Front Row Network Facebook page, and you can follow us along there. We have a great slate of shows coming up. It is March Madness. We have uh, some super-duper shows coming from the network. We have a lot of movies coming up. Everybody, Mulan is coming out later oh, on I this month. So it's going to be that. That'll probably since it comes out the weekend of March 27th, it likely will be an early April release for us to give you a little bit of time. We get to, to talk see it. again. Yeah, we get oh to. Oh my god, we need to talk see. about it again. So Yay. we are I excited. Love this. this is so cool. It's like we have our own podcast. It's so <laughs> great. But thank you seriously no, for I'm listening. Popular, uh, and if you do, shoot us a message and just tell us. Uh, what you like about the show, what you hate about the show. We can we gotta find somebody that really doesn't like Brett <laughs> oh! in order that way they can oh balance oh the person gosh. that does like Brett uh, so I can feel better about my station in life. Oh. But, but thank you uh, so much You're for so listening. Ha- oh, so now now I'm starting to cry again. But we um, pull yourself together. As man. Vanessa calls it, Vanessa calls all of this banter. But I'm like going, but we all love and cherish each other so much. If you're like the brother and sister I never had, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a great. Is he crying or not? Yes, he is. Yeah. Isn't he? He's crying. You're he like crying. the brother and sister I never had. Whatever. Thank you. He's got allergies. Well. <laughs> I have feelings. Literally, Vanessa. literally, no place to go from there. So <laughs> we are going to end this right now for Beyond the Mouse. I am Craig. I'm Brett. <laughs> I'm Vanessa. And we will see you real soon in the front row. But remember, never go backwards. Always put it in O for onward. Onward. Yonder. <laughs> All right. Yonder. Oh.